Greetings, Jen here, talking about how alcohol is not all it's cracked up to be by society and how the grass is greener on the other side. I talk to folks who now have an alcohol-free lifestyle, how that came to be, and the benefits of that lifestyle. Today I talked to Stacy, who began taking sips of the adult drinks when she was young as seven or eight and then drinking more in her late teens and early 20s, and then in her 20s after depressive episode, went to rehab. When I started drinking and when I had my first drink are two different things. My grandpa used to, or my my grandparents had a bar in their basement. And so he would make drinks and have me carry them upstairs. And on the way upstairs, probably like, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, I'd just sip right off the top wow. of them. Yeah. Um, and so that, that was like when I had <laughs> my first drink, um, in junior high and ninth grade, we I got little like shooter bottles, you know, like in the airplane, mm-hmm. um, drinks from a friend's mom and, or from, uh, from a friend's just parents, their, their stash. Um, and so we had drank those quite a bit. Um, I don't know if I ever necessarily got drunk during that time. Um, but definitely realized that it was, uh, that, you know, perfect social lubricant. Mm-hmm. Um, my sophomore year of high school is when I really started drinking. Um, I, even through all through high school, I was a very stereotypical, like all American high school kid. Um, I got good grades, mm-hmm. never got in trouble with the law. Um, I drank Friday, Saturday night, unless I had like a cross country meet Saturday morning or a soccer game. Um, I was very uh, controlled in when I drank. Mm-hmm. But when I did drink, I, I drank to the point of blacking out mm-hmm. quite often. Um, and then that really escalated in college. Um, again, I, I was a really, really good binge drinker. I drank Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, um, and never, you know, during the weeknights, never by myself. I never woke up and had a drink. Um, uh-huh. What really kind of set, I, I have a history of major depressive disorder. And when I was 19, after a very drunken night, I attempted to die by suicide. Uh-huh. So I was hospitalized for a few days because I, I, my parents were out of town and I told them when they got home the next day, um, I was hospitalized for a few days. I was started on medication, um, and medication seemed to help tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowhere or no one told me, or did I, did I realize that the alcohol was essentially canceling out the medication? Oh, so, I would have times, you know, I'd, I'd have a pretty heavy binge moment over the weekend. I I'd, I'd do something stupid. Um, I often tried to, 
to end friendships. Um, and I would, I would say, okay, I'm going to stop drinking. And I would stop drinking for, you know, maybe a few weeks, maybe a month, maybe a few months even. And I'd be like, oh, life is so much better now. I can start drinking again. Not ever realizing that oh, yeah. life was better because I stopped drinking. Like right. I never put those two and two together. Um, so I just really continued that cycle through college. Um, my first bachelor's degree, um, I graduated. Um, I got a job in politics, oddly enough, after that. And um, there's a lot of drinking in politics. And so it kind of took a next next step up. And that was probably four or five days a week, we would drink, but we would drink at the office, it would be like after everybody was done with everything. Um, and the emotional hangovers got worse and worse and worse. So you know, I'd maybe I'd drink Thursday, Friday, Saturday, smashed drink. Um, and I would be so sad and depressed Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm -hmm. start to kind of feel better and then just do it again and just kept going through that cycle. Um, no one ever in my life ever um, said, maybe alcohol is a problem. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe you should not drink. Maybe you should look into this. Um, and actually my friends and I, because I, I'm so pretty close with quite a few of my high school friends, um, we kind of look back and laugh. Like when we talk about a night and something that we all did, myself included, and I just look at them and I'm like, how did you all not think that I had a problem with alcohol? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, so I was 25 the summer um, that I was 25. I uh, went with a group of people down to the Ozarks and drank for three or four days straight. I mean, just like mm -hmm. made, made some solidly terrible decisions during that time. Um, I slept with a lot of people um, and that was kind of my like go-to when, when I did drink. Um, Interesting. And, and actually oddly enough before that time, so that was in July in about 2007 in April of 2007, I bought a camera solely for the purpose to remember what happened. The night before. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Like, told my friends like I, like look I've got I've got this camera now we know we're gonna know what I did last night huh. and again nobody was like hmm weird. concerning they were yeah. like that's that's a really good idea <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> um, so I uh you know I I drove drunk all the time I'm so lucky that I didn't kill anyone that I didn't i I never got pulled over, thankfully. Um, but so that weekend I went to the Ozarks um, and I came back and the emotional hangover I had was just beyond anything that I have ever experienced. And I had told a friend uh, 
mentioned something about, you know, not wanting to be here, some, some type of suicidal ideation or something like that. And he said, either you tell your parents or I will. Uh And I was like, Oh, woof. Okay. So I told my parents, um, and I had seen a counselor a few years before. Um, and so they got me in with her like that day and she had suggested in um, alcohol evaluation. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm 25. I'm like, I'm just here. Like all American girl. Right. I'll go just to basically like pacify everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got there and uh, she said, the lady that did it said uh, she recommended 21 days inpatient. And I was like, well, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my parents really like clung on to that and and they got me into Valley Hope, which is, um, was about three hours from where I was living at the time, um, an alcohol treatment center. And I, in my mind was like, I'll go, um, but I'm going to learn how to drink. Um, uh, sure. so yeah, so I got to Valley Hope and they said they recommended 28 days inpatient. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> this lady in Lincoln said 21 days. And uh-huh. I'm like, no, you're, you're getting 28 days. So sure enough, I did the 28 days. Um, like that first week I was there, I was real abstinent and just thinking like, like, this is not, I am not an alcoholic. This is not me. Like I am a well-educated like normal 25 year old blonde girl who's just living life. And then I started hearing, and it was an AA based um, treatment program. Mm -hmm. I started hearing like actually listening and hearing um, other people's stories and realized very quickly that um, alcoholism does not discriminate because to me, at 25, an alcoholic was your homeless man on the side of the road with a brown paper bag. Yeah. Not your 25 year old college educate, educated white female. Sure. Um, so I, uh, really there's that's that's really what changed my thinking. Um, and really resonated with me was hearing everybody else's stories. Um, so I, pretty quickly realized that, um, that I, that I am an alcoholic and, um, I did, I did the work, um, the steps, um, I went from not wanting to be there that first week to being absolutely terrified to leave. Um, Interesting. In the time I was there, I had lost my job. Um, and so I, the people that I was hanging out with uh, were no longer around. Um, I was really, I really just had that core group of high school friends. Um, and, you know, like I said, no, no job to go back to. Um, so I was really scared to leave. I met a man in treatment um, and he was a few years sober and he would come to the treatment center and give people rides down to AA. Um, he is now my husband. Um, so, uh, but at that time, you know, we, I just, 
we, he was just somebody for me to lean on. So I left treatment um, and it, I, I was absolutely terrified. Um, my parents are of that generation that they don't talk about anything. So, um, you know, life kind of was just supposed to go back to normal when I got home. Uh Um, and so I, I, I struggled. I really, I got deep into AA in Lincoln. Um, I relied on, um, my now husband a lot. Um, and then I, uh, ended up three days after treatment. He, um, was in Lincoln and I, I ended up pregnant, um, and found out about four weeks after getting out of treatment. Uh, that was really, and I never wanted kids like, Oh, I, I still question. Um, and I have a 15 year old and 10 year old. Um, wow. but, um, yeah, I never wanted kids. And so I'd gotten pregnant out of treatment. And I think that's really what kept me sober yeah. that first year. Um, because it was bigger than me at that point. Sure. Um, since then, obviously I've, I, I've gotten married, had another kid. Um, and looking back, it's really, it's, I don't know about you. It's really easy for me to look back at it with rose colored glasses and yeah. be like, it wasn't that bad. I could, That's dangerous. I could handle, yeah. I know, like I could handle a few drinks here and there. And then like, I very quickly am like, no, no, you cannot. Um, it's been 16 and a half years mm. since I stopped drinking. Um, and it's amazing how, you know, those, those first few years were tough and just learning, learning a new way of living and ugh, feeling feelings, feeling, I think was yeah. the worst for me because, um, even growing up, you know, my, my parents really liked to just push things under the rug. And if you didn't talk about them, they didn't exist. So mm-hmm. feelings really didn't exist. So, um, there was a lot that I had to that I, I still, I mean, I still don't like feeling feelings. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> right. Um, and so, um, yeah, since then it's been probably around <clears throat> maybe year three or four. And I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty devout staff follower and, and, and AA is the program that I, you know, subscribe to and that it works for some and it doesn't work for others. Sure. Um, I totally recognize that, but around, year three or four, I really started seeing the AA promises come to fruition. Okay. Um, and so it was, it, it really reiterated that I was making the best decisions mm-hmm. um, for myself and growing up. I never, I never looked to the future because I was pretty sure I wouldn't make it to the future. Um, that was never like in my, was never in my plan. You know, I didn't think about marriage or kids or my career or anything like that. Um, because I was pretty sure I'd end up dying by suicide at some point in life. Um, yeah. And so now I'm a director of clinical operations, um, at a telehealth startup. Um, I'm a nurse practitioner. Um, I, have two 
kids that are great mm-hmm. kids. Um, I have a life that I, I mean, that I couldn't have ever, I couldn't have had, mm-hmm. had I kept drinking. Yeah. Um, and that sense of peace and contentment with life is such a, it's still foreign at times after yeah. six, get uneasy um, in that peace mm-hmm. and contentment. Um, and so I, I really just try to, you know, it's, it, I mean, it's just a no brainer and looking back yeah. at it, the, the drama that, that I oh, caused yeah. and all the things to where I am now in this beautiful life that I've created that I, I want to see through. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, I don't, you know, have those feelings anymore of, oh, maybe I won't be here next week. Who knows? Yeah. That's what I was going to ask yeah. you if you still had those thoughts or do you think those thoughts were from alcohol or maybe, you'll... you know, <clears throat> I think it's a mixture of both. I can say just with my depression alone that there are still times that I get that can get pretty dark. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple of years ago, my seasonal affective depression was real bad. Um, and there were moments where, where I thought to myself, maybe life would be better off without me. Um, but it's easy for me now to recognize where that's coming from, from um, you know, a serotonin, uh, dopamine, brain instability, as opposed to I'm choosing life decisions that are not good um, and and making things worse for myself. Um, so I, I would say they're pretty few and far between, but um, I definitely can resonate still with with people. Um, who, who, who die by suicide solely for that fact that that was so ingrained in my mind for so long. That's interesting. So what do you tell your children? You know, you got a 15 year old, it's getting to an age where that alcohol's, you know. Yeah. Um, I tell them everything. Oh, do you? Um, my, yeah, my husband, he's been sober. So it's probably been 18 years um, and his drug of choice was meth. So we are very open um, and have been for Hmm. a long time, Um, especially because kids start drinking so much younger. Um, Hmm. Just in really like one of the big things for us is having our children recognize the need to take accountability. Um, because that was one of those things neither of us ever did. Everything was always somebody else's fault. And, you know, like that ego playing into it, um, that, uh, that we really try to educate on that and, and bring those learning moments, uh, out. And then also just, you know, the, the drama that, that it caused and, and, uh, our daughter will talk about you know, a, a friend at school who at the time was 15 last summer, who was drinking a lot and she always ended up crying at the end of the night. And so we, you know, like had that educational moment about like why that happens and, and what happens. And um, 
I always like to include that um, your chances of becoming an alcoholic increase significantly if you start drinking before the age of 21. Yeah. So um, yeah, just being open and honest, really. Like we're, yeah, we're, we're open books with them in hopes to be able to prevent some of the struggles. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And how about your friends? Do they all still drink or is it different? Or yeah, yeah, no, they do. Um, it was, you know, I don't have any issue being around it. I can go to a bar and there is not one iota of me that wants to partake in the drinking. Um, I, in having learned to live life on life's terms, also really found my personality that was probably dampened by alcohol. So I can go out onto the dance floor at a wedding and dance it up just as easily as everybody else who's drunk, but I'm going to feel <laughs> back the next day. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important too, for my kids to see that, that you can have fun and, and not drink. Yeah. Um, and that it doesn't have to be that a part of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is good. I like that word dampened. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, hopefully, hopefully it's, it's best that that part is out. Maybe, maybe people want to damp it back down. Again. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, cool. Um, if somebody who wanted to stop, and I don't know if people approach you since they know you don't drink anymore, what do you tell them? Um, I really lead with asking if their drinking is affecting their daily living. Yeah. Um, because not, and this was something that we had to really help our 15 year old see. And I don't know if she sees it yet, but that, that you, there are people out there that can drink mm -hmm. and like they, they are just fine with it. Mm -hmm. My husband and I are not them. Mm -hmm. Um, but I actually, my boss asked me, um, about a month ago, uh, my thoughts on her drinking. She said something like, how did you know you were an alcoholic? And I was like, well, I didn't. Somebody had to point it out to me. Yeah. Um, I was like, but when that was pointed out to me, it was how it affected my daily life. So even though I wasn't hungover during the work week, the emotional hangover that I couldn't get out of bed and I didn't want to eat and I was sad, like that was really affecting my daily living. Um, so I really start there. And then, um, you know, if it's, if it's a yes, I think it is. Um, I just because it's, it has worked for me, I point them towards kind of the big book and like, a Google the big book, like see, mm -hmm. see if any of that resonates with you, because I can still, I reread the big book last year and like, you know, it's from like 1946 yeah, and I heard that. every single story was like, oh, huh. this is still me. Oh, really? Have <laughs> um, you anything yeah. else or like any other? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. When I first got sober, I read that I could find. Yeah. Um, and even before I got sober in looking for that fix, I read a lot of stuff too, um, you know, like uh, Tolkien's Four Agreements, like in trying to find, you know, because I was looking for a fix. I just wasn't 
recognizing that what the problem was, I should say. So I read, uh, yeah, I read everything out there. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that too. It helps. Like you're not, it does help. Yeah. And it makes you, it makes you feel normal just knowing that. Yeah. Knowing that you're not the only one. And I think that's what was tough for me at 25. You know, I, I was so young and that's, Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen often that mm-hmm. that people get sober that young and stay sober. Right. Um, so I needed something to help me normalize mm-hmm. what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great story. I'm glad you pulled through for sure. Yeah. It's fun to, I, I mean, I, the end of the last year I was, getting out, I was going through some pictures for a friend's birthday and, um, my daughter, I was forcing her to, she was like, pictures, what are these? Um, but, um, I was like, this is film like this, like, look, you (laughs) hold it up to the light. I know. Um, but it was real easy to, like I said, look back with rose colored glasses. Cause I could remember like you know, what, what we were doing or, or the event or, um, um, but you know, I, Oh God, I just, <laughs> and that I just, you know, they say like, if you start drinking again, typically you pick up right where right you, you left, left off. off. Yeah. Yeah. And that just like terrifies me because I was a 25 year old hundred pound girl was like downing a case of Bud Light bottles on my own. And yeah, in college, my 21st birthday, I took 22 shots, woke up the next day and took a physics test. (gasps) And nobody was like, that's concerning. Everybody was like, yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, yep. You know? A lot. Most people- I know. I know. I know. Yeah. And so I think that's where like, you know, when you were talking about like industry and like advertising and stuff like that, like those kind of things seem to be normalized, you know, Mm -hmm. that that's like just the college experience. And meanwhile, there was a whole, a whole group of girls in my sorority that never drank and had just as meaningful a college experience, Mm -hmm. probably more so um, than than myself um but you know like nobody like i said nobody ever said to me like hey hey there's another way mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i don't know if i would have yeah. believed them though <laughs> oh yeah it's so ingrained in you that that's what you do this is normal. yeah yeah and i think it really came down to that whole saying like sick and tired of being sick and tired like when it was suggested to me like i was just like um, I like I'll try everything else. I'll try your treatment. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, you know, and so um but I I I was it was to a point where it was it, it could definitely have been, you know, a very life altering decision had I not gone or or not stayed sober. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Good story. Yeah, like yeah. I said, glad you. Thanks for listening. 
If you want to experience drinking less or going alcohol free, whether it is a day, week, month, or forever, and would like some resources, a coach, mentor, or some accountability, please go to afsuperpowers.com or on Instagram at afsuperpowers.com.